Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. Opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. I'm Steve Z. Let's get started. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is the Monday January 11th edition of the Truth Hurts program. Sorry for the lateness of the broadcast for today, but I had other things I had to get done. And I'm kind of glad I waited because as of about 2.30 Central Time today, House Democrats said they plan to vote on impeaching the president, Donald Trump, on Wednesday. They'll be accusing him of inciting supporters to storm the U.S. Capitol while congressmen careened towards a fresh showdown over his behavior in the final days of the Trump administration. In fact, House Democrats introduced an article of impeachment Monday morning. They said they would move ahead regardless of tepid support from Republicans. While some Republicans have indeed condemned the president for supposedly encouraging his supporters to march to the Capitol, which is something he did encourage them to do, March towards the Capitol. That's it. March towards the Capitol. It's something that was done in the Civil Rights Movement. It was something done in the BLM Movement. It was just a simple march to the Capitol, just like the march on the Pettus Bridge over there in Alabama by double A's back in the 60s. No one can say that Donald Trump told a single person to go into the Capitol, to break into the Capitol, or to commit any crimes. But Democrats like to spin their own story, create their own narratives, and that's why they're doing what they're doing. While some Republicans have indeed condemned the president for supposedly encouraging his supporters to march to the Capitol, again, never said to march inside it or to break in, as lawmakers were voting to ratify gropey Joe Biden's victory, only a handful of Republicans have expressed any support for removing him through impeachment or any other means from his final nine days in the presidency. In fact, Democrats would need a majority of votes in the House in order to impeach the president and then a two-thirds supermajority in the Senate in order to convict him. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said there would be no time to conduct a trial and a vote in the Senate before Inauguration Day, likely leaving the matter to the incoming Senate Majority Leader Chuckles Schumer. The Senate can hold a trial for Trump even if his presidency ends, supposedly, which some lawmakers see as justified in both condemning Trump's actions and preventing him from ever running again. They are scared to death of the power that Donald Trump yields and wields. Majority Leader Steny Hoyer of Maryland for the incoming Senate majority says whether impeachment can pass the U.S. Senate is not the issue. The issue is we have a president who most of us believe participated in encouraging an insurrection and an attack on the building and our democracy. Steny Hoyer is an asshole. Steny Hoyer is full of crap. The impeachment plans were laid amid mounting security concerns within the Capitol. The National Guard said it would bolster its presence in the city by at least 10,000 in advance of next week's inauguration, 
And on Wednesday, rioters last week forced their way into the Capitol, threatening some lawmakers and supposedly disrupting the joint session of Congress to confirm Gropey Joe's win. One rioter, one police officer were killed, and three others died of medical emergencies in the hundreds of thousands of mainly peaceful protesters. Of course, the media would never report that they were peaceful protesters. They would never dare tell the truth, just as they would never dare spread the truth about the not-so-peaceful demonstrators who burned and looted and destroyed property and attacked people in Seattle, in Wisconsin, in Oregon, and in other parts of the country in the wake of the criminal George Floyd's drug overdose death that happened to coincide with a knee on the neck of that criminal thug by a police officer. Joe Biden said he spoke with some members of the Senate on Monday today about potentially dividing legislative days in half between impeachment trials and other priorities, such as confirming his cabinet nominees and passing yet another COVID-19 welfare bill, uh, relief bill. Gropey Joe said on Monday morning, from his basement in Delaware, of course, just after receiving his second dose of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019 vaccine, Biden said, My priority is first and foremost stimulus bill passed, secondly, against rebuild economy. Please allow me to translate this for you. He said, My priority is to get first and foremost a stimulus bill passed, and secondly, again, to rebuild the economy. He said that he has been clear that President Trump should not be in office when asked whether or not an impeachment should go forward. Democrats plan tomorrow to reconvene the full House for a vote on a resolution demanding that Vice President Mike Pence and the Cabinet invoke the 25th Amendment to physically remove Mr. Trump from office. If Pence doesn't act, Democrats will move forward with an impeachment vote on Wednesday. Trust me, Mike Pence is not expected to move forward with a 25th Amendment process. The 25th Amendment was ratified in 1967. It lays out the details of a presidential succession in the event a president dies or becomes ill. Nowhere in that section does it say, because the nasty ass wipes on the other side of the aisle don't like him, they can simply say things nasty about him and have him removed. I've read the 25th, front, back, all four sides. One section of the 25th Amendment does allow for the vice president to take over the president's duties if the vice president and the majority of the cabinet determine the president is, quote, unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office, unquote. I see absolutely nothing that is keeping Donald Trump from continuing to discharge the duties of his office. He hasn't walked out naked with a cup of coffee and six rubber bands on his nose shouting, the Martians are coming, the Martians are coming. He's never walked out of the White House in his bathrobe with an AR-15 and pointed it at the crowd saying, I'll kill you all, you bastards. He's never done anything like that. He simply goes into his office and does the job he's being paid, excuse me, he's not taking a paycheck, that he's been sworn to do. The section of the amendment that was just mentioned about the vice president and the cabinet, that has never before been invoked 
Congress would then get the final say on whether the vice president can maintain the president's powers. That would be decided by a two-thirds majority. Republicans have enough seats to block an incapacity vote in each House of Congress. Since releasing a statement criticizing Twitter for banning his account on Friday, the president hasn't issued any comments and has not appeared in public. The media is scratching their heads, saying this is a contrast to his typical barrage of tweets on a given weekend. Well, media, you're a bunch of idiots. How can he tweet if his Twitter account has been knocked offline? Morons. On Monday, Trump awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom to Representative Jim Jordan, one of his top aides on Capitol Hill, in a closed-door event. In a statement, the White House praised Mr. Jordan for leading the effort to confront the impeachment witch hunt of last year. Lindsey Graham, longtime ally of the president, said in an interview that he has spoken extensively with the president over the past few days on how to focus on his policy achievements in the remaining days in office. Graham says he urged the president to focus on his efforts to strengthen border security, his foreign policy towards China and the Middle East, and his deregulation work. Graham's focus is on trying to stop a second round of impeachment, he said, adding that he hoped Republicans could bottle it up in the House. He said he expects the president to serve out the remainder of his term, contrary to calls from lawmakers for him to resign. When asked whether he had urged the president to further condemn last week's violence in light of concerns about more violent riots, riots to occur around Inauguration Day, Graham said, quote, Sometimes less is better. None of us want to see another round of violence. I don't want to get into this stuff about psychoanalyzing people. He declined to say whether the president appeared remorseful about last week's events. That's a good thing, Lindsay. You're not a psychoanalyst. You're not a psychologist. It's best that you stick to whatever the hell it is you think you are knowledgeable about. Several of the president's allies have broken with Trump since Wednesday's riot, with some Republicans actually calling for him to resign, and others say they would even consider reporting impeachment. Mick Mulvaney, a former congressman who served as Trump's acting chief of staff until March, said in a Fox interview on Sunday he would seriously consider supporting impeachment if he were still a member of Congress. He said lawmakers would view a second impeachment very differently from the last time around. Of course, anything to get Trump, right? The second impeachment, the unprecedented thought process, has gathered support amongst House Democrats, all falling in line to suck at the teat of nasty Nancy Pelosi. Yuck. They've accused Mr. Trump of inciting insurrection. Really? Really? He encouraged people to come on down to Washington, D.C. to support him. That was it. He didn't say come with billy clubs and baseball bats and tasers and tear gas and helmets and guns and anything else, Molotov cocktails. He never said anything like that. He just said, come on down, support your president. We love you. Now, if the morons in the House pass the impeachment article and send it on to the Senate, it is unlikely the president could possibly be removed before the January 20th inauguration of mopey dopey Joe Biden. The Senate is set to be on recess until January 19th. A Senate trial could require unanimous consent to even get started before Inauguration Day. 
they're not, not all there, they can't have unanimous consent, right? Any conviction in the Senate would require more than a dozen Republican votes and every single Democrat and Independent vote. The House could also hold on to the article of impeachment and allow the new Democratic-controlled Senate to confirm Mr. Biden's nominees and then get started on his agenda and then wait a few weeks to send an article of impeachment for a trial in the Senate. Now that's ridiculous. Once Trump is gone, the only reason they would have to try and continue with a silly impeachment article would be to keep Mr. Trump from running again in 2024, where he is certain to beat whomever the Democrats put up against him. Instead of backing impeachment, some GOP lawmakers say Trump should simply resign from his final days in office. If he resigns today or tomorrow or the next day, before the impeachment, then he can fully run again. He can simply say that he has been overrun with discontent and walk out leaving a Republican president, Mike Pence, to serve the final nine days in office. Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania is a Republican. He thinks Trump should sit that down. He says, I think it's the best way for our country if the president resigns and goes away as soon as possible. Republican in name only, Pat Toomey, a disgrace to the party. The fallout from the riot was also felt in other ways on Capitol Hill this week. Bonnie Watson Coleman is a Democrat from New Jersey. She says now she's suddenly tested positive for COVID-19 because she had to shelter in the Capitol among the riots with other lawmakers who she said refused to wear magic masks. Oh well, that's life. Listen folks, I don't think the president should step down. But if he wants an opportunity to run again in 2024 and he does decide to resign this afternoon at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time or tomorrow at 11.32 a.m. or one minute before nasty Nancy Pelosi bangs the gavel to call for a vote on impeachment, if he steps down, Mike Pence becomes your president for a week and Trump can run again in 2024. It's just a thought, but I don't think Donald Trump is a quitter. I don't think quitter is in his vocabulary. We'll be right back. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. And of course, the Democrats with their buddies in all their different departments, those that all got together to put together false narratives, phony impeachments, fake investigations, the Russian hoax collusion, and all the other FBI crap that Donald Trump had to be subjected to last year. They've all gotten together and told ABC News that, allegedly, armed protests are being planned at all 50 state capitals, according to an FBI bulletin. Starting this week and running through at least the 20th of January, armed protests are supposedly being planned at all 50 state capitals, as well as the U.S. Capitol, according to an internal FBI bulletin supposedly obtained by ABC Fake News. Really? There's an article online. It says the FBI has also received information in recent days on a group calling for, quote, storming, unquote, state, local, and federal government courthouses and administrative buildings 
in the event Donald Trump is removed from office prior to Inauguration Day. People are pissed. People are fed up with the bullshit. People are getting angry. Supposedly, a group is planning to storm government offices in every state the day Joe Biden is inaugurated, whether or not the state certified electoral votes for Trump or for Biden, according to this so-called leaked memo. The bulletin supposedly reads, The FBI received information about an identified armed group intending to travel to Washington, D.C. on 16 January. They have warned that if Congress attempts to remove POTUS via the 25th Amendment, a huge uprising will occur. Really? Isn't that special? Federal law enforcement officials have advised police agencies to increase their security posture at state houses around the country following a riot at the U.S. Capitol, according to sources. Following the breach of the U.S. Capitol building last Wednesday, by whom I still believe were Antifa plants disguised as Trump supporters, Democrat lawmakers in the House pushed forward Monday with an effort to convince Mike Pence and the Cabinet to remove President Trump by invoking that 25th Amendment and declaring Trump incapable of performing his presidential duties. They would then install Mike Pence as acting president until a Biden inauguration happens on the 20th of January. The effort was ultimately blocked by Representative Alex Mooney, a Republican of West Virginia, and House Democrats then introduced articles of impeachment against Trump for, quote, incitement of insurrection, unquote. Now, the impeachment measure has more than 200 Democrat co-sponsors, and that states that Trump has, quote, demonstrated that he will remain a threat to national security, democracy, and the Constitution if allowed to remain in office and has acted in a manner grossly incompatible with self-governance and the rule of law, unquote. I'm going to read that sentence to you again, and you tell me who it should apply to. I'll read this again demonstrated that he will remain a threat to national security, democracy, and the Constitution if allowed to remain in office, and has acted in a manner grossly incompatible with self-governance and the rule of law. You can insert the name Nasty Nancy Pelosi, Chuckles Schumer, Alexandria Horseface Cortez, Julian Castro, Beto O'Rourke, Maxine Waters, and any other of a large number of Democrat leaders who have certainly demonstrated that they are a threat to national security, they are a definite threat to democracy, and to the Constitution. And if those people are allowed to remain in office, they will be a threat. They have certainly acted in a manner grossly incompatible with the self-governance and rule of law. Remember, it was nasty Nancy Pelosi who violated her own state's orders to stay home to go out and get her hair done. What about Cuomo of New York or the Whitmer of Michigan who all violated the law to go out and do their own thing because they feel that they're above the law? They too are a threat 
to democracy and to the rule of law. Either way, according to the FBI, approximately 29 individuals and or social media accounts of individuals who supposedly entered the Capitol had been identified as of Sunday. They're not releasing those names, of course, because many of them have ties to Antifa, to the bowel movement, and to other subversive pro-socialist agendas. The FBI received nearly 45,000 digital media tips that are now being reviewed, but they're ignoring all of the ones that were sent in showing the Antifa people violating the Capitol grounds. I'm telling you folks, this double standard is getting out of hand. Do you remember the squad? Those four squaws from the Democrat Party who sought to stir shit in Congress earlier this year? Rashida Tlaib and her ilk? Well, there's a new member of the squad. First-term Democrat lawmaker AA 13% minority hyphenated American representative Cori Bush of Missouri. She's seeking sanctions that could include political death penalty for Republican House members who contested the electoral votes sent in by states that finalized Joe Biden's vote for president. She's obviously not intelligent enough and has no memory that Democrats in the House did the exact same thing when they tried to block Donald Trump from getting into office. They did the exact same thing when they tried to get Al Gore into office unsuccessfully. Ms. Bush, a double-A hyphenated American, has said she plans to introduce a resolution on Monday that could lead to the harshest possible sanction of sitting House members. Expulsion which has only happened five times in the history of our nation. Her efforts may pick up support after last Wednesday's storming of the Capitol, which they're blaming on Trump supporters, but we know better. A discussion draft of her resolution was posted on Twitter Sunday. It would direct committees on the House administration and the Committee on Ethics to investigate and issue a report on whether the 138 House members who contested electoral votes for Biden in one or more states should face sanctions for trying to overturn the election. It's their job. If they think something isn't right, it is their job. It's their constitutional duty to question questionable votes. She said, Tomorrow I'm introducing my resolution to expel the members of Congress who tried to overturn the election and incite a white supremacist coup attempt that have left people dead. They have violated the 14th Amendment. We can't have unity without accountability. She's the newest member of the squad, the ad hoc group at the farthest left of House members. Her move comes as Speaker Nasty Nancy Pelosi is trying to force Trump out of office with just a little over a week left in his term. They want him out. They are scared to death of him and the power he wields and yields, and the potential for a return in four short years. Ms. Bush and her allies in the Democrat caucus would need the support of two-thirds of the House to expel a member. And since Democrats have but a slim majority, an expulsion resolution would certainly fail 
with most all or most Republicans opposing it, sorry. On the opposite end of the spectrum, Florida Representative Byron Donalds, a first-term member who contested certification of some of the electoral votes, dismissed the idea of expulsion. He cited in an email to the Washington Examiner, quote, Amid an orderly transfer of power and following the violence that unfolded on Capitol Hill, my colleagues should be working on lowering the temperature, not raising it. This resolution is not productive. It only further divides our congressional body and the nation. Our constituents sent us to Washington to work for them and for our country's greater good. This resolution does the opposite, unquote. First-term Republican from Alabama, Barry Moore, also contested certification of some electoral votes, and he also disagreed with the newest squad member's push to punish fellow lawmakers. Moore told the examiner, Like efforts to impeach the president, this action just further divides our nation and seeks to silence the voices of the millions of Americans we represent. In history, the House has only expelled five members. This nutjob clown double-A hyphenated whack job Bush wants to expel 138 House members at one time. The last time this occurred was back in 2002 when Ohio Democratic Representative Jim Traficant was expelled following his conviction on 10 counts of bribery, conspiracy to defraud the United States, corruption, obstruction of justice, tax evasion, and racketeering. Back in 1980, Pennsylvania Democrat Representative Michael Myers was expelled following bribery convictions related to the Abscam scandal. It was not back in time since 1861 when three additional people were expelled from Congress and all three of them were also Democrats. See a pattern here? Mill Bush says she wanna expel 138 Republicans because they exercise their constitutional right to contest a result of a electoral college vote. Oh my word, Lord have mercy, Jesus help us. We'll be right back. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. And we're gonna finalize this shortened version of the Truth Hurts program with a Radio.com article that says Anthony Fauci has given a warning about the side effects of the coronavirus vaccine. It says, I'll try and summarize this here, folks. Fauci has been regularly given advice and educating the public on the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019, and now he's speaking out about the vaccine. While millions of Americans continue to receive their doses of the COVID-19 vaccine, many are still awaiting their opportunity. Fauci explained how the vaccine does have potential side effects. In an interview, he confirmed that there has been one side effect of note that has been seen several times, more than just several. It's severe allergic reactions. He explained how the severe reaction typically happens to one specific group of people. He says, There have been 21 cases of severe allergic reactions, which brings it to an incidence of about one in a million. 
and it's always in people with a history of severe allergic reactions. So yes, there's an adverse event, but it could be easily manageable. He also mentioned how side effects would most likely be seen during a specific time frame, and he feels they won't be long term. After the vaccine is administered, Fauci says between 24 to 72 hours is most likely when people will experience ill, painful side effects. They can range from fever to pain after receiving the vaccine. According to Fauci, people will know if they encounter an adverse reaction within several weeks. So he contradicted himself. 24 and 72 hours is a whole lot different than several weeks, Dr. Fauci. I thought you went to medical school. He says, if you look at when the so-called long-term effects occur, the overwhelming majority, more than 90%, occur between 30 and 45 days following the dose. It would be extraordinarily unusual if you see any unanticipated long-term effects. While people are getting vaccinated, he said, getting your shot doesn't mean you should throw out your mask. Because we all know the mask is the cure-all, right? That's why people are getting COVID at a record rate. And we know that the vaccine is the cure-all, right? But you still need to wear the mask that doesn't work. And people are still getting the coronavirus. He claims the virus will continue to spread until 75 to 80% of the population is vaccinated. Something's just not right with this, folks. It's just not right. Just craziness, the whole damn thing. And of course, the new strain of COVID is now the big threat. And they say that this new COVID strain makes one thing more risky than the original. I wonder what that could be. The new COVID strain makes one thing even more risky, according to doctors. People are wondering whether they should be doing anything differently to avoid coronavirus since the UK strain was confirmed to be 70% more transmissible. It poses a profound threat to the country, which is supposedly already overwhelmed with cases. The new strain doesn't call for any new precautions. It does, however, make the current precautions that much more essential. Experts warn that there's one activity that's even more risky to do with the new strain as it makes its rounds. They say this variety of the COVID virus can go through magic masks. So we need higher quality masks and we did socially distance even more and we need to wash our hands more often and use more hand sanitizer. Okay, you guys are really, really starting to stretch this out. I guess they have nothing else better to do now that Trump's on his way out. I know I said that was going to be the end, but I've got to do one more, folks. Sorry. As Congress moved Monday towards the second impeachment of Donald Trump, or finding another way to remove him or censure him, turncoat traitor Utah Republican in name only Rit, uh, Mitt Romney said that Trump must face, quote, meaningful consequence, unquote, for helping to incite the riot at the Capitol. I guess he's blind and stupid as well. He said, when the president incites an attack against Congress, there must be meaningful consequence. We will all be considering those options and the best course for our nation in the days ahead. This is ridiculous, folks. Someone needs to vote Mitt Romney out of office. This guy is an absolute traitor. 100%. That's going to do it for this afternoon's edition of the Truth Hurts program. Sorry for the shortness of the program, but I've got lots and lots going on. 
We'll try and kick back tomorrow and get back to a more normal regimen of activity. Go out there and make it a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Truth Hurts with Steve Z. We look forward to our next visit. Opinions expressed here are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music credits to Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was produced at Studio 63, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. We'll see you next time.